Mo. Huh? When have you ever had to prove yourself for knowing things about the culture? What you mean? Have you ever had someone say, yo, Mo, how do you know so much about the culture? No. And um, why is that? Well, because I am the culture. I'm black. Okay, exactly. All right, so now imagine you're not, and uh-huh. someone comes up to you and says, how do you know so much about the culture? How would you feel? I would feel offended, and okay. I would wonder why you was in my space wasting my time like this. So today, uh-huh. you know, post-show, we're just chilling. Romeo and I, we come into the studio, and we're hanging out, and he looks at Kristen, and you know, he says, you know what, hey, Kristen, I just want to know, how do you know so much about the culture? Um, and you know what her first thing said, what she said was? What? Are you being facetious or not? Yeah, fair question. This is the part where you answer it. <laughs> what, what happened after that? I said, no, I just really want to know how a girl like you from Kentucky. Wow. <laughs> this is literally, literally what he said, but go ahead. And then I said, it's because, look, there's moments in the podcast where Katie and Mo start going into a song, and then I'd just be sitting there left out. But but if it was you, you would join in. So basically you were asking her, how does she know so much about what black people do? Yeah, and then I asked her how she learned how to play spades. Yeah, he went into everything. What? Okay, what? I was just jealous. (laughs) What was your goal here? Nothing. I just wanted to know her history. (laughs) Did she block him out of her phone? (laughs) And... (laughs) Like, no, no because the, because are we, um, gonna, are we gonna get a group email <laughs> about maybe Romeo? One day. So, okay, but because of the sweet person that Kristen is, she actually answered his question. What she said? <laughs> she went down the list. She's like, well, you know, actually, I had friends who dated black men, and that's how I learned how to play spades. She went through the whole thing. She's like, I didn't grow up in rural Kentucky. I grew up in the city. Like, she gave a real reason, but the fact that he asked Kristen this. <laughs> Did you feel the awkwardness after you asked her? Um, a little bit. You didn't even notice, did you? No. You just let her keep going, and yeah. you probably asked more questions, and you didn't think that was weird. No, I stopped when I saw Katie's face. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I looked up. I'm like, no, don't then I, question. Then, then I didn't ask. But she still told me, which was nice of her. <laughs> so you got what you came for? Mm-hmm. But it all started because when we came in the studio, she was just on her phone, minding her business, and she was like, snooze. <laughs> She'd be lit like that. Yeah, and I was like, boom, 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 right. Boom. It was a fly moment. <laughs> yeah. And then like, he walked his ass over there and said, "What does a white woman from Kentucky <laughs> like you know about Snoop Dogg?" Basically, is <laughs> what what you said. Okay. Now you see it. I can see the errors in my. When did this ways. happen? Like earlier today, <laughs> hours ago. I thought he put his foot in his mouth yesterday when he had them RJOTC boots on. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Welcome to In The Moment. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah. Hey. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. And my new listeners, episode 107. Yes! Kill it. Brought me down, Romeo's in the building. Give it up for yourself. How you feeling? Pretty good. Outstanding. 
again. <laughs> never, you never sell it, though. Like, I, don't, I don't buy it at all. Outstanding. I'm wonderful. <laughs> Flying high. Look at me. It's all right. I know. Not dating for 30 days. Katie is in the building. Hey, doing great. <laughs> birthday coming up. Absolutely. Yo, what you want for your birthday? A big booty hoe. Jump with it. That's what you want? I'm not dating. I don't want one of those if I'm not dating. You don't got to date her. Yeah, you just keep on, you know what I mean? Like Drake got all them purses for a woman he don't have yet. It could be like that. I'm not even trying to look in another woman's direction. I'm just... All right, so what you want? Focused on myself. I don't know. You don't know what you want? It's weird when people ask me that question because I never know how to answer it. You have to know what you want for your birthday until you turn 30. Like, once you get in your 30s, I feel like you don't have to know what you want for your birthday. It's fine. But like. Why? there's nobody in their 30s really knows what they want. They're probably in the process of getting it their own. But when you're in your 20s, you're supposed to take advantage. Because when you're in your 30s, people don't ask you what you want anymore. They just be like, yo, happy birthday, if they remember. So you got to take advantage of when you're in your 20s and people still actually ask you. Because they ain't going to keep asking you. You get into that age now, it's going to be a wrap. All right, well, for both of y'all, what I really want for my birthday is to have the best weekend. This weekend, the best weekend. Oh, you want us to give you what you couldn't give Romeo for his? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. All right, Romeo, can you do that? No. Nah. <laughs> I didn't think so. That's why your hoes petty right there. That's I don't think fair. so. All right. Yo, what's up with you, though? What's up? You thought I wasn't going to bring up them ROJTC boots? <laughs> ROJT. What's they call? Junior ROTC. What's called? Junior. You had you had on the air JROTCs? I was like, I know after that conversation we just had last week on the pod, he ain't just walking here with the boots. And we know damn well you wasn't in the field. You told us you just you were just in a class. <laughs> on the sideline. Yeah, this man ain't do one obstacle course. He ain't save his friends. But you gonna walk in here with the boots? It was a rainy day. So? <laughs> Those are my rain boots. Who boots you stole? <laughs> Man, why they, what, I bet you we looked at them boots. They would say Commander Reyes. That ain't, that ain't you, fam. Which yeah. thrift shop? Which yeah. thrift shop you get those from? Yeah. They ain't look like they fit. We, <laughs> yo, we, tell the truth, Romeo, where you get them boots from? No, I got them, I got them from Nike. Nike? Where you yeah, bo- they were Nike boots. No. No way. I promise. For real? No. Yes. Yo, I'll bring them in tomorrow. They're not so the you... official military joints? No, nah, they're they Nike They look boots. like it. They that just was... look like it? Yeah. Look, I'll show I, you No, that. I believe I'll... you. I'm disgusted right. that, yeah. that you, like, bought the Nike version of the boots that men are wearing around here because they're defending our country. Those boots <laughs> represent, like, the blood, sweat, and tears of men fighting every day for our country and our freedom. And you just went to the Nike outlet and bought them shits? <laughs> Yo, you are sick. <laughs> it was a sale. <laughs> no, you caught him forty percent off. Fifty. Fifty. Yeah, they were half off actually. <laughs> so they came out to be like forty five dollars. That's why you bought the fatigue pants, yeah. so you can wear them shits to the airport. Dude. And have people saying thank you and letting you skip them in line. First to board, baby. <laughs> yeah, he is a sick man. All right, I see what you're doing out here, King. I'm not mad at you. Oh, man, we got to talk more about that. We got to talk about you almost losing your life last weekend. That was serious. I'm glad that you're still here. Yeah, thank you. No doubt, I'm serious. You got to talk about Katie being a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get to a lot this hour, so stick around. <laughs> I can't wait. Air J-R-O-T-C's. <laughs> Yo, you are sick.
right. <sighs> Let's talk about why I'm mad. Stress been on my head. Why they test my feet? I'm just trying to get through. Definitely didn't see myself starting here. Came to work. Did Jaden Mo. Came in here prepared to do a podcast. Was just trying to go to the bathroom. You know, just enjoying my Thursday afternoon. Next thing I know, I'm being flagged down from about 40 yards away. They're saying, Mo, come here. Come look at what your coworkers are doing. When you have a job like mine, you know that's about to be some sick shit as soon as you turn around the corner. Lo and behold, boy, was I right. <laughs> because Katie and Romeo were sitting at a table with about five other people. Tasting expired loot. <laughs> hey, man. I know y'all think I come in here and make shit up every week. But I promise you, it writes itself. <laughs> y'all, I just be going to the bathroom, yo. Why are y'all sitting at a wood table in the middle of a sales floor where there are cubicles and people are trying to work for a living? Tasting expired lube. Someone explain this to me, please. All right. So, Romeo and I were just having a conversation with the promotions department of the radio station in one of the promotions. Why you make it sound so official? Well, listen here. (laughs) We was doing this with the promotions. We We were having a great conversation. Okay. We were. We were. It was a great conversation. Yeah, that's what leads to pulling lube out most of the time. And then... Here comes, here comes one of the promotions people, and she's like, "Y'all, we have this event coming up this weekend, and they gave us expired lube. How are we gonna give expired lube to all the women that are supposed to be attending this event this weekend? This is crazy!" And we were like, "What expired lube?" So she's like, "You know what, guys? We should test out this expired lube." So she pulls out a paper plate. There's five different versions of this expired lube that this company gave us to hand out to women. And we just decided to open the loops and gather around and sample which one was the best lube. Yeah, I gathered around the campfire and just started opening expired lube mm-hmm. and then rating them mm-hmm. by taste and texture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And y'all just sitting here looking me in my face telling me this shit and don't see nothing wrong with the fact that this is where your Thursday afternoon ended up. It was eventful. Yo, Katie was ripping them open with her mouth. Yo, yo, come on. Romeo got his fingers out talking about smell my fingers, bro. Yo, how old are you, my guy? Yo, yo, what's up with you, man? Yo, don't ever put your finger in my face and tell me to smell your finger. No, but it's still smelling. No, no. no. So which lube was the best? The chocolate. And what were the other options? Uh, There was chocolate. There was the one that's for silicone. There was the arousal one. There was the warming one. And then there was a regular, just generic water-based one. Okay. Um, the water-based had a good consistency to it. Like, it wasn't too thick or, like, slimy feeling. And yeah. then every other one was kind of slimy. The chocolate one did taste good. I didn't want to be tasting lube. You didn't but, look like But it. Katie was just like, hold on, I'll taste it. Yeah. Put her whole finger in her mouth. I was like, whoa. I, I sure did. That. Yeah. And then she said, no, it was really good, guys. 
<laughs> and started licking her fingers she, like it was just fried chicken up in here. I know. She put it in a headlock. She didn't want to share it. <laughs> I was like, yo. Wait, hold up. That was racist. Judges? Yeah, fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> was it racist oh, or not? Judges? Okay. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> of all the things, you thought he tried to slip that shit in like there, Like it right? was fried chicken. I was waiting for it. I was like, mm. I'm so used to it, too. I just kept going with it. Like, <laughs> see, you are sick. Yo, all right. All right, now we even out for that little Katie Poppy comment last week. That's fair. Okay, okay, good, cool. I personally didn't even know lube expired. I'm be honest. I didn't know this was a thing. And then the ladies got to talking, saying, like, no, as a man, like, don't you always check to see if the lube is expired? And I laughed because I thought, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that women actually think that if a man is in that moment where he's pulling out lube and it's about to go down, that he's about to be like, I'm sorry, queen. <laughs> Let me check the date real quick. Yeah, we must, we must stop. Because my lube expired three weeks ago. You getting all this expired lube. Come on now. What you mean? She was like, wait, men don't look to see if the condom is expired? They don't? No. Mm-hmm. Fam, I don't look to see if the cereal has expired. So you, you want to think... have a kid then? Huh? You want to have a kid? No. We Listen, just... First just... of all, how often do condoms expire? Well, it's it's probably for a man who's not getting enough ass That's what I'm saying. to have an expired condom. It's probably like a very long time, and then I'm sure that condoms and lube work just like milk. It'd be like, yo, this is it, but that's really the sale date. You still got a good two weeks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? What? Yo, that's the sale date on the milk. It's not really expired on that day. Until that shit comes out clumpy as fuck. What you mean? That's like a week or, that's like a week or two after okay. the sale date. Okay. You, if you pour it in another cup, it don't smell like it smells in a container. The container starts smelling first. Mm. That's a trick I learned. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a condom. All right. You're not going to get me to judgment that's two face when you was out here licking expired lube for two hours. Ain't no way in hell you about to look at me But judgmental. I wasn't using it in the moment. Perfect. I was just tasting... Why do you think that it, make it better? Why? Why do you think that that made it better? Because I'm the only person affected. That's why. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Moral to the story is, yo, check your lube, check your condoms, and make sure Just that check you... Check your milk. <laughs> You're welcome. Love in the moment. <laughs> Who's next? All right, so gas is up, right? Mm-hmm. And because, <laughs> what's up? What's up, man? I know what he's laughing about. All I said was gas was up. What's up? It, it's the tweet you posted today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a picture of a guy who was, uh, he had four tires. He had his hands in two of them and his feet in the other two. And I tweeted it saying, somebody said, this is how I get to work. <laughs> I just imagined you. <laughs> Why'd you imagine that? I walk stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, hey, they keep laughing about me not having a car and not realizing, like, I just don't want one. It's not that I can't afford it. I be chilling. And now look at everybody at the gas station yeah. spending $500 to get their car from A to B. That's crazy. You're smart. I'm telling you, y'all keep buying cars. It's the biggest waste of money on the planet. Nobody wants to listen to me, though. But you know who did listen to me? Rick Ross. Wait. Y'all ain't see we broke that camel's back? Oh. <laughs> Yo. No. You ain't see it? No. Are y'all kidding me? I haven't seen it. Oh, hell no. Hold up. No, there's no way. Y'all ain't see Rick Ross break the camel's back? No. All right, hold up. They didn't tell him there's a weight limit? <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> you know how they got the um the little signs in the elevator that say, you know what I mean, can't be? <laughs> yeah, they, apparently, they don't put those on camels. So <laughs> Rick Ross jumped his big ass up on a camel, and the camel said, <laughs> nah, my G. <laughs> he gave it a third hump? Yo. 
Campbell said, nah, they don't pay me enough for this. <laughs> Yo, get your ass off me. Look at this. Look at Rick Ross' face, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are you looking at the camera? That's Yo, right. is the camel making sounds? <laughs> Yo, the camel is struggling. <laughs> the camel the was like, hold on, bitch. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the camel officially started to go down like, nah, y'all wilded. And then Rick Ross is just looking into the camera like a creep. Like, he knew that's exactly what was going to happen. The whole thing is weird. But why is Rick Ross on the camel's back? Because y'all told me it was cool when he bought the cow. Y'all said to let it rock, so I did. And now one week later, he's breaking camel's backs. Well. Explain. He probably didn't think that that was going to happen. He's lost weight. We got to give him credit for that. Okay. You know. Not enough, apparently. Not Clearly. To the camel. Did you hear the camel? Yeah. The camel. <laughs> Yo, camel was making the same noise as Romeo was making when I made him bench press. <laughs> 185 the other day. What did I put on it for you? Did I put 225 on it? No, it was 245. Relax. That's, that's 225. 245 on each side. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. You, meant, I thought you meant 225s on each side. No, see? Oh, okay. See? Look at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> he ready to fight. I'm trying to give you a compliment. I put 225 on it because he didn't feel like he could do it. And I'm like, nah, you could do it. So he took his ring off. Like, what that was going to do? <laughs> put it in the pocket. <laughs> he took his ring off, put it in his pocket, and then you made the same... Noises that the camel made, but you got that bitch up though, dude. I thought I had it. <laughs> you did, but you nah. started laughing. <laughs> like I was like, "Yo, you I?" Right. Because I didn't help you, help you. I just assisted you, gave a little tap. Oh, but, really? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't like put my force into it. You lifted oh. that. Oh, you thought he had you? Yeah. No, I, I made that. you lift it. Oh, I went home that day thinking I fell. For real? Yeah. No. I didn't want to say anything though. No, you fam. guys like you guys were like, "Yeah, good shit," and I was just like, "Thank you." No, <laughs> no, I just assisted you. You okay. pretty much lifted that on your own. Oh, shit. And if you didn't laugh at yourself, like, mid-lift, you probably would have got it even oh, yeah. closer. Like, you started laughing. I'm like, this ain't the time, my guy. Like, you Keep got- going. Why? Yeah, what push. are you doing? Who's next? Has there been times in your lives where you sat at a drive-thru because you thought that shit was open and no one came? Yes. Yep. Okay. Here's the thing. I've done that as well. Now, how long you sat there determines how much of an idiot you are. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyrese did this. I'm not mad that he sat at a drive-thru and thought it was open, but I'm mad that he did it at Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Oh. And I'm not even mad that it was Sunday at Chick-fil-A because I can see how you could forget. But have you been to a Chick-fil-A? They have a sign that says Sunday's closed. Not only that. Have you seen the line at a Chick-fil-A? Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's always insane. I've never seen a line at Chick-fil-A not be insane. Ever. In anywhere you go at any point of the day, it's always crazy. So if you show up to a Chick-fil-A and it ain't one car in the drive-thru, how sweet lady himself don't know (laughs) that they closed, fam. Oh, they did this for me. This is my lucky day. What's wrong with Jody? What what are you thinking? I don't know. Like, it's Chick-fil-A, my guy. (laughs) Who's next? I'm mad at this text that went viral. It's between a woman and I guess a guy that she just met. And from what you can see, he says, I'm all right. And then she says, do you have Peacock? And then he says, the bird? I could get one. (laughs) And then she says, the streaming platform. Dumbass, (laughs) right? Uh-huh. And of course, naturally, they was tearing his ass up. Like, what's wrong with fam? Exactly. 
and then she blocked him, right? That's she your husband. Him? That's what that's what it said, that she blocked him after that because she felt like, yo, this, I'm not dealing with dudes anymore. This man, okay, not the brightest bulb in the, in the what is it? Romeo, what's the quote? I don't know. I'm the bulb. I know. <laughs> oh, shit. Not the sharpest tool in the shed, all right? There you go. We'll go there with I that know. one. We're I'm oh, the bulb. Shit. But you gonna stop dating a man who was willing to go to the zoo and no. get a peacock for you? No. You would keep dating him? Yeah. You for real? Yeah. So if you ask a man like, "Yo, you got a peacock," and he shows it a day with a whole peacock, you gonna think it's romantic? Where the fuck you get the peacock from? So that's <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. That he like, stole a peacock. Of, you moving mountains to find me a peacock? How do you like, know he stole it? What if he had connections? Either they, way it goes, who, the fact that peacocks from you, the fact that you know where to get a peacock from. I need this man in my life. No. I wouldn't have blocked him, but I will be like, you idiot. <laughs> that man was about to go get a peacock. Anyway. Who's next? I'm mad at something I saw my homegirl doing the other day. Because I don't know if this is a thing or not, but I need y'all to tell me. I was just chilling. And I looked up. And I saw her cleaning. And I was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? She was like, I'm cleaning. And I was like, the dishwasher? So she's like, yeah, you don't clean your dishwasher? I'm like, hell no. Ain't that his job? Like, doesn't, like, doesn't a dishwasher clean itself? And she was like, Mo, you nasty. And I was like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you ain't gonna lie. I've not one time cleaned my dishwasher. I thought it did that itself. Like, it has one job. Why, why would I clean okay. you? How is she cleaning her dishwasher? She's like cleaning it out. Like, like wiping it down Comment, with a rag. Yeah, like took a rag, put a little soap on it, was wiping the dishwasher. Now, down. she may have gone above and beyond, but how I grew up is that we would run the dishwasher with like bleach with no dishes to like cleanse That's different. it. That's different. And then you would like use dishes and then put it in, but she was still in between clean it out with bleach. No, she was like, it's just like an oven. Like an oven has a self-clean function, but you still got to get it in and clean it yourself. Like, that's what she said about dishwashers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not rolling. That's like trying to cool off your AC. Like, well, fam, I'm not. <laughs> like, that's, like, what are you talking about? That's what it does. I'm going to put a fan next to my AC real quick. <laughs> yeah, putting a fan on your AC is crazy. It's just like how you use a, a washer, right, and a dryer, right, for your laundry. At the same point, your dryer, it builds up, and you have to clean out, like, the lint area, and it builds up. But a a dryer's job is not to clean anything. That's why that makes sense. But but you don't have to dry a dryer. Have you ever dried a dryer? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's a dishwasher. It washes. That's what it does. She likes to be clean, okay? That's ridiculous. She is thorough. Listen, I'm the person who cleans up before the cleaners get there. I'm the person who actually wipes down my own table before the server comes. I brush my teeth 20 times before I go to the dentist. So I'm with all that. I'm that guy. You don't do any of this, do you? Hell no. You're a sicko. You're that person. (laughs) Yo. Yo. (laughs) If I got a cleaning appointment at the dentist, I'm eating everything. Why do you do this? Yo, why do people do this? Like, you don't feel like the dentist is judging you? No, clean my teeth, bitch. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, this man just got insurance a week ago, and he's talking crazy to the dentist. No, I'll never forget it because I I have a black dentist, and maybe that changed, but when I was in middle school, <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> I used to be like Romeo, right? 
in, in middle school, I used to be like, Romeo, I'm going to eat everything before I go to the dentist. You were and, in middle school, so yeah. it's fine. But well, I had ahead. a black dentist, uh-huh. right? A yeah. black woman. Oh, okay. And she's like, you see all this fucking plaque on your <laughs> teeth? <laughs> <laughs> you think this is cute? Yo, she showed it to you? Yeah. See? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Never again did I walk in with all that plaque on my teeth. Sick, man. I was hey, wrong listen, with you. I ain't gonna lie. If my dentist was a black woman, I would fucking brush the shit out of my teeth. <laughs> you like, okay. oh, you my dentist? I'll be right back. Will you stay right there? Give me 20 minutes. Hold on. Where y'all keep them little toothbrush packs at? Yo. Now, it she was- shamed me. And she should have. <laughs> Like, no one has ever done this to you, and they should have. That's why you behave this way. You don't want to, like, feel like the dentist didn't have to work as hard on your teeth as she may have the person right before you. I just... Uh, no, these are, this is one of those moments where he knows that the only thing he can say will probably get him canceled. So he just doesn't say anything. I'm learning. He doesn't know how to say it. That's what, <laughs> I learned the faces. Yeah. Nah, I just want that bitch to work harder. He was just like something like that. I know it. Look. I fucking knew it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. So you don't, you don't like help your server? Like put put it together a nah, little bit? I do that. I do that. Okay. I don't wipe the table down, but I put it together. Do you know what I mean? Like I put yeah. the mess in one pile. And what? you can clean that one little pile. So if you had like cleaners coming over, you would like party party? Yeah. Help you. you wouldn't be embarrassed if they walked in and your joint looked crazy. No. So that's interesting. I would. Would you? I would be embarrassed. Like, but I, are you doing that every single time they come over? But yeah, at the same time, like, I, that's I, embarrassing. I have a weird thing about cleaners. Like, I don't ever want to have cleaners in my house. Yeah, I don't no. either. But if I did, I would probably clean up first. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get busy, busy, but I'm going to organize a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not about to judge me when you go back to your other coworkers. That's because that's what I feel like they do. See, I think that's different, though. I, I really do, because my mom's a cleaner. So I think for sure, like, I, I wouldn't disrespect somebody like that. But I think if my house was So what messier, if your mom was a dentist? Then I'll clean my teeth, but she's not a dentist. So. Romeo's a dub. What? <laughs> Stupid point. Okay. Ah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't feel sympathy for a dentist. I fucking hate him. You hate the dentist? Yes, bro. Well, okay, because of the experience. If, if we're being honest, I haven't gone in like six years, but yeah, I can't wait for your next one. <laughs> but you gotta remember, they might listen to the Burt Show. That's gonna be a new thing for you. So you go in there with all of this teeth hanging out your mouth and think they're not gonna tell the whole. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell everybody, yo. Don't that Romeo done. guy from the Burt Show. <laughs> don't let his bring his mouth in here again. <laughs> I tell you that. No, they can't be talking about my teeth. Why not? Isn't there like a hippo law? Yeah. You think they follow it? <laughs> I don't believe Come on now. You know, doctors be telling everything as soon as you leave. Especially <laughs> amongst their own colleagues. You know they do. See you later, Leroy. Girl, he burning like the fuck, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yo, everybody in here know about Leroy. Trust me. Oh, man. <laughs> you think about some of your past checkups? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, never mind. <laughs> yeah. okay. Katie, he's stunned. Look at him. The man was too stunned to speak. <laughs> I feel like she judged me because I didn't cuff hard enough when she was holding it. You, you cough like a bitch? <laughs> she was like, cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait. 
Where did I go? Why you put Why you put two fingers out? That's how she grabbed your nuts. Fire is an open match. That's an open match. <laughs> oh my god! Why did you admit to us that she grabbed your nuts with two fingers and you coughed like a bitch? Wait, Katie, how you did it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yo. Oh shit. All right. <sighs> All right. Get it together. Get it together. Hold on. Woo. Yo, shout out to Cootie. Did y'all see the news? What I do. <laughs> That's why I wanted to shout him out first, because he's in the building. Cootie, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? <laughs> All right, so if you don't watch the Kanye doc, you would not be familiar, but... Um, Cootie is the narrator and director of the Kanye doc. And he basically, long story short, because we really already discussed all of this, but he decided to follow Kanye around, put his own careers and aspirations to the side of being a stand-up comedian, sacrificed a lot of his time in his life to just follow Kanye because he felt like Kanye was a special talent. He saw it in him from the moment that he met him. And at a time when... Following somebody around with a camera wasn't even a thing. So yeah. it was awkward. Yeah. I'm sure it was weird. Yeah. Him taking that big ass camera everywhere that they went. And my dad brought up a valid point when me and Katie were together in the car the other day. My dad was like, yo, that's at a time when cameras was like 40 pounds, fam. Like they wasn't these little handheld right. cameras like that. Like nobody <laughs> thinks about that. But you know his arms was tired. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate the fact that throughout all those years when they they documented the entire story, Cootie stayed down. Like, he stayed loyal. You never heard anything foul from him about Kanye, you know, losing his mind or not being his friend anymore, not staying loyal. Even when Kanye wasn't contacting him. Exactly. Like, they had a moment where he wasn't talking to Kanye. Yep. And Kanye wasn't talking to him, but he still supported him. And he was still like, that's my dude. He held him down through it all. He knew he was going through something. And whenever Kanye needed him, he was right there. And a lot of people was like, damn, imagine dropping your whole life for somebody else. And it made you wonder if he would ever feel like it was worth it. And beyond the fact that Kanye became Kanye, Netflix gave him $30 million. Mm-hmm. So I saw that and I was just so happy that somebody who was down and loyal and did all that he did, it's almost like he got like $1.5 million for every year that he decided to be with Kanye. So I thought that was fire. Yeah, he deserves it. I don't know how to say this. I think like you just had to have, like I don't know what it was in him that made you think Kanye is the guy to record. 
and I'm going to do it. Because, like, if you really think about it, if you're going to gamble on recording somebody's life and putting your own personal goals aside, it's going to be Kanye. For sure. Right? So mm-hmm. it's just like the fact that you had the vision for it, I'm glad you got paid what you got paid. You know what I'm saying? I, and I, I, it's well-deserved. I think, like— Well-deserved. I agree. And in life, I think sometimes you can see that somebody has that kind of gift or talent right. that's going to take them far. And if they believe in themselves, then they don't really need much else. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times, as the person that's next to them, you have a decision to make, right? Because if we're going to be honest, even when it's somebody's best friend, a lot of the times people want you to do well, but they don't want you to do better than them. So he had to say in that moment, maybe I could be a great comedian, but no matter how good of a comedian I will be, I ain't going to be where this dude is going. That's a hard thing to admit. I believe, for practically anybody. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When you really think about it, like, you got to put your own ego It's and humbling pride. yourself. It's extremely yeah. humbling to do that. And yeah. he did it. And to see him get rewarded for it, fire. I think he completely deserved it, like Romeo said. So I was happy to see that. You want to say something to the people? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody who watched the special. It made me feel very happy that all my years of hard work Finally paid off. <laughs> yo, it's kind of good. Yo, he, nah, that shit is fire. Yo, you crushing cooties, fam. Um, yo, you really got the cooties. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, killing that shit. Uh. <sighs> Who's next? All right, shout out the women. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Katie. Yo, you was about to explode. I was, I was still laughing at my cootie impersonation. Nah, you know you wasn't. Yes, I was. Yes, Yo. It was just bad timing, and then I laughed because no of my the bad fuck. timing. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you owe women an apology. No, shout out to women. For I real, because we did the double standard draft. That's right. Episode 105. I got a lot of um, positive feedback on that. A lot of people really seemed to enjoy the episode. I was worried about how it would be received because I didn't want women to feel like I was coming at women at all. It was just a healthy debate, a healthy conversation that I felt needed to be had. Mm -hmm. And I would like for the world to get back to the place where you can be pro man, but not anti woman. And you can be pro woman and not anti man. Like that's a, that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? And I think we, we did a good job of debating it, but Romeo said that the women are going to kick my ass because they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to sit there and actually hear what I'm saying, even if it is valid. And I cannot say that I disagreed. I thought you would be right. And boy, were you wrong. Yeah. The women were in my DM saying a lot of positive stuff, saying I did a good job representing men. I gave them new perspective. There was even a woman who was like, yo, I'm going to treat my husband well. I'm going to treat my husband better. I was like, wow, for real. Like most of the women, I would say like 90% just was like, yo, y'all crushed that. Like, y'all really did a good job with that. I thought that was fire. Um, There was one woman in particular who said that she still felt like there's more double standards for women, Mm -hmm. but she didn't give me any. So I'm like, shoot them off. So then I asked, I said, hey, if you've heard it and you feel like we've missed anything, man or woman, whichever, let us know. Shoot it to me. Right. And I didn't get one. I only got one that I saw. We got a lot of messages, but it was just people saying that we did a good job. It wasn't anything that was like, no, add this. The only one that I saw was a woman said we should have added um, when a woman is a stay-at-home mom, she's considered, like, lazy. I saw this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. When a guy does it, they're like, oh, he's a, he's a good dad. Look at him supporting his mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. letting yeah. her chase her dreams. Mm-hmm. So to that, 
I would say, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I feel like amongst men, men don't really get kudos for that. If we being completely honest, I feel like men judge men who stay at home. Like I've never judged anyone because I've never stayed at home. I don't know what that takes, to be honest. I know growing up, that was kind of the way to look at it, to be honest. Like, yo, if you a man, you got no business staying at home. Like you should be at work. You should be going to work. I feel like men actually make fun of men who are stay-at-home dads. I don't feel like we give them kudos. I guess it depends because it's also, yes, men may make fun of men who stay at home, but then there's also that category of people who are like, oh, he's such a good father. It goes back to the whole being a good father over mothers are expected to be great mothers. So we address that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And fathers are like, oh, when you're doing something that you should do as a father, you get more kudos for it. Right. It goes into that same category. Okay. As a stay-at-home dad, it's like, Oh my gosh, he's taking this time out to put his masculinity aside and blase blase whoop dee dee doo. When it's like, dude, you're a parent too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, what? that's fair. So, no, I can see I, that. I think it just depends, but I get how men make fun of men for doing that, but that goes into y'all's toxic masculinity. It does. I feel like women make fun of that too. It depends like, on the woman, but yeah. I mean, of course. A traditional right? woman. But if we looking at it, quote. right, for sure. If we looking at it from the overall perspective, I don't know that the majority of men or women would be on the side of a stay-at-home dad is a dope thing. I would be because I've evolved and I've grown to see that being a stay-at-home anything is not an easy thing to do. When I was younger, I thought it was. It sounds like you're just staying at home, just like people feel like if you work from home, it's easier. Not always. It really does depend. But if you go on with the average mind that doesn't really think deeply, I think the first thought is typically... You lazy either way. That's what people go to. Not me. That's what people go to. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's a benefit or not. But either way, the the feedback was overall was extremely positive. Outside of Katie, I heard you might have some backup that wants to come into the building. I absolutely do. I have okay. a friend that said, Katie, you didn't stand up for women like you should have. And I kind of felt like she was right. But I was like, look. I was a little lit when we did that. But, no. <laughs> but yeah, I do have a friend who wants to come in and debate more topics about this. All right, As backup. So say less. So I say what we do is um, since the first part got such great feedback, we do another one. And we'll we'll revisit some of the same topics. And if we find more along the way, we'll revisit those. And then we make it a two-on-two thing okay. where we can let Romeo participate. At oh, this time. No, 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 yeah, no, no. he wants to. No, 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 no. no, no, no. He's no. been dying to. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Yeah. I, I don't need you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sit there. Okay. Just look pretty. I got I, it. I could go. But, 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 it'll, but it'll feel balanced out. All right. No, I, I wouldn't let you speak. No. It, it'd be just like in your uh, JROTC class. Just. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing this your whole life, bro. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. But. <laughs> Get the equipment ready. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> but you. But you do owe women an apology, so take it away. Yeah, I'm sorry. What you mean, why? You said that women were going to not hear anything about that episode and it was going to go in one ear out the other and they were going oh, yeah. to complain. All that. We ain't get one of that. Yeah, shout out to women. See, okay. International Women Day. Woo. It's month. That sounds very, like, that sounds very sarcastic. I mean, but, oh, it's a month? month or a day. It's the whole month. Oh, it's the whole month? Yeah. Uh, two days ago was How the come women internet. get the whole... No. No, 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 no. 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 Okay, fight. Go ahead. You got a mic. No. What? What's the problem? Why do, why do Black History Month get only 28 days and women get the whole 30 days? We didn't come up with that. Now, I'm not mad at 
the it's the, somebody in government that came up with that. I ne- I've never liked the fact that they use February as Black History Month. I never understood that. It's the shortest month. It's the shortest month. It yeah. always felt like that to me. And then y'all want me to celebrate Valentine's Day. Like, okay, so now I got a, <laughs> I already got a short month, and now I got to share it with a little dude in a diaper with a bow and arrow. Like, yo, fam, <laughs> stop this, yo. No, honestly, I think whoever came up with that, it was a slight jab. Probably Had when they came be. up with it was a long time ago. First of all, whenever okay. they came up with this, Fam, it was a jazz. It's, it's the coldest month in like most places. Like, yo, what are y'all doing? No, the sun is not out. We can't have a parade. Y'all giving June and July. You know what I'm saying to all these other entities, but we stuck in with February. The yeah. month doesn't even sound like it's spelled. Like, I don't understand this, bro. It's people who have birthdays in February and they only get to celebrate their birthday once every four years. It's a toxic ass month. You know how many people are 40, but in reality, they six? <laughs> Yo, exactly. shout out to the leap year babies. Jade, Ja Rule, and everybody else. Jade and Ja Rule are six, yo. And this is the month that y'all want to give to black people, and we supposed to celebrate it. Yo, y'all got to stop this, man. They still kids. Yo, yo, fam, I couldn't even go to the club with Jade. She's six, yo. Yo, yeah, come a on, child. fam. Ja Rule wrote everything we do between me and you at nine, okay? <laughs> Don't talk to me about another rapper. Man, what a prodigy. That's Baby what I'm genius. saying. You know what I mean? Who cares what Ja Rule thinks about Black History Month? Romeo, Ooh. tell them tell why women shouldn't get the whole month of March, why they don't deserve that. They don't deserve that because they deserve a whole year because they are queens, all right? They do everything. We are here because of women, all right? Attaboy. Mm. Katie, anything to add? No, that's what he should have said. (laughs) One more double standard, though, that I would like for you and your friend to address in the future. I'm going to give it to you now so that you have time to think it over. Ooh. Tell me if y'all agree with this. This guy. Here's what I've learned. Have y'all ever realized how typically if the topic of discussion is how a woman thinks or feels, most men are wise enough to shut up because you don't know on a bird show. If the topic is ever about women and you pay attention, I don't speak and bird asks questions, mm-hmm. but we don't jump out there to try to say how a woman would feel because we know we're not women. Right. There was an incident. I'm not going to say with who, but when, <laughs> like around the time I first met Katie, there was a guy who was literally trying to explain to Katie what it was like, not only to be a woman, but to be a lesbian. And I, as a guy, as a guy, okay. like he was literally sitting there, like, like debating this with her. Okay. Uh huh. And okay. I was just like, so yeah, disgusted <laughs> and like confused. Like, fam, shut up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. But you go back to that segment where Katie had a friend who needed some advice on how men move. And I tried to give the advice based off how I know men to operate. Because I know men. I've been around them. I've been one. The whole thing, right? And a woman called up and told me why I was wrong (laughs) about my thoughts on how men think. And if a man does that, I feel like the room would look at him like, fam, what are you talking about? You have no idea what it's like to be a woman. But women speak on how men think all the time. And we accept that as normal. Even with my sisters, I had to tell them one day, I was like, y'all go to everybody else for advice about men, except for me. Why? Well, you know, you are brother. Fam, you really think 
that your girlfriends are going to know more about how men move than a man, than your whole brother. And they didn't start coming to me for advice until they was like in their mid-20s. Then I would give them advice, and they would be like, wow, Reese, you smart as hell. I'm like, fam, I've been in your life 20-something years. Y'all never thought to come to me for advice because you go to women. I never understood that. Is that a double standard? I have to answer this now. You don't have to. You can say you're scared. I'm not scared. It is. I mean, you ain't got backup, so what's up? Nah, it is. It is? It is. Oh, she confident now. It's different. She ready for her You waiting for your backup, ain't you? I yeah. know. I, 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 I ain't going to get no more. Say less. Who's next? Now, nah, but while we on double standards, let's talk about Lil Durk. Lil Durk is a rapper, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know much about dude. I'm not going to lie. But I know he went viral for a clip where he said that the woman that he is with, right, he started to fall for her. One of the reasons was because her body count was under five. I believe is what he said. That she wasn't really a pass around. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't sleeping with a lot of dudes in the industry. Now, women, from what I saw, had two problems with this. One, there were women who were saying, yo, we grown. Body count shouldn't even be a thing. Shut up. There were other women who were saying, you got four baby mothers, fam. <laughs> you got to relax. Oh, you can't comment on a woman's body count. <laughs> you can't. When you got four oh, baby mothers. Shit. You can't. Now, I completely agree with the women who were saying, you're not the guy. Mm-hmm. You have four baby mothers. Mm-hmm. Shut up. He should know that, right? Right. That is a double standard that benefits men, clearly. He can have a lot of bodies, and right. it's normal. Right. Woman has a lot of bodies. It's looked at as crazy. But we address that. So in this case, I don't think there's a debate around the fact that he should not be the guy to deliver this but i do think there might be a debate around does body count actually matter i'm curious as to what y'all think first if it matters to you then it matters to you i think everybody looks at it differently does it matter to you we're asking you i don't know no okay why are you i also i also don't think no because i'm trying to i'm really trying to think about it like i'm really trying to think about it like if I was with a girl who has slept with, like, two guys, or if I was a girl who slept with, like, 27 guys. Wouldn't matter to you? I think it would only matter to me because of insecurity reasons. That's fair. Honestly. I think that's the only reason why it would matter to me. Because I feel like in the back of my head, I would be thinking, if she compared me to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Right? If she compared me to the 27 other guys that she's been with? That's the only reason that I think it would bother me. But if I can get, like, beyond that, no. I don't think it really matters. Okay, I applaud your vulnerability. And I'm going to be honest. When I saw a lot of the women on Twitter saying, yo, if you're if you over 25, you shouldn't be worried about body count. Or why are we even still talking about body count? I ain't understand that tweet. For one, I don't think there should be an age restriction on wanting to know mm-hmm. how many people your partner, right. whom you are about to be intimate with, has been with. Right? Agree. Agree. There's obviously health factors there. Agree. Mm-hmm. You, you might, you probably have a lower chance of having something that I'm going to have to deal with in the future if you ain't been out here like that. And mm-hmm. if I am about to get butt bald naked and bump uglies with you, <laughs> I think I should have a right to know that information. Right. Now, with that being said, I don't ask typically because I, if I like you, I don't want to judge you on that. And I know that I will. And I also don't think that women tell the truth. And vice versa. I don't think men tell the truth either, but I don't sleep yeah. with men. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. affect me. Okay. But right. no, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think any, I don't know that anybody really tells the truth. Right. So I don't ask. Right. But if I'm being honest, yes. Like, 
if a woman has slept with 30 dudes and if she slept with two, I'm not looking at them the same. I'm not. Some people say it don't matter, and I'm not judging them. But I care. Katie, you care? I care based off of my body count. So if I'm dating someone based off of what I know I've done is how I'm going to compare someone else. So if I meet someone who's gone over and beyond my number, I may look at them a little weird. But if we in the same range, I want to meet someone who's in the same range as me. See, I'm if not, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense because if your body count is low, you may look at yourself as exclusive. I'm not just out here handing it to anybody. So I've saved myself to an extent for somebody who I want them to have also saved themselves for me to an extent. I see nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And it's not to say for those who are out here doing whatever they do. You do what you do. You do you. If there's a woman who comes up to me that I'm trying to date and she's like, yo, I have this high body count. I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're such a hoe. I'm like, yo, you did you. You was testing you. But why was you testing you so much? You know, like, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm I'm a question it a little bit. I'm not going to write you off right away, though. Right. I'm I'm with that. You know? Yeah. No, I like the way you phrase it because I'm not judging you. Like, I'm not going to lie. If you give me a number, you're not for me. You may be for someone else. But I'm not judging you. But I am the same guy who said the one time in life I feel like you have full reign to judge somebody as if you are about to lay down with them or if you're about to spend the rest of your life with them. I think that's fair. And if your numbers are high, your numbers are high. Who cares? That's, that's, that's what it is. But don't get on Twitter and say that no one should care about numbers. Mm-hmm. Just say your numbers are high, queen. It's okay. Own it because there's other people out here owning it too. And it's okay. Like, somebody's so going to accept you for you. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, like somebody, you know. It's not an insecurity reason for you guys? Not at all. No. To be honest with you, no. Okay, I've had my good days. I've had my bad days. It is what it is. Because a woman, <laughs> if if, if we're going to go there, bro, a woman could have slept with one dude before you, and that man could have been right the world to her. You know what I'm saying? So you might be chasing a ghost off of just one guy. Mm-hmm. If she had 30 guys, she probably don't know the difference anymore at that point. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, for real. Like, what do you, you see what I'm saying? You might have a more difficult time not being compared to her past if she has less than if she has more. So the insecurity factor don't bother me. Mm. I'm, I just honestly, I am attracted to a woman who sees herself as so exclusive that these dudes don't even deserve her. And I'm attracted to As that. I think about it, the person who has a lesser body count, they remember it more. I would imagine They're so. going to remember whatever experience they went through with the people who they did more than anything because it was sacred to them. There was a reason why they kept their body count low. Mm-hmm. There was a reason. I know a woman who's been single for seven years because she can't get past homeboy and whatever he did to her. So, wow. You see what I'm saying? Like you, yeah, that's a true story. Seven years. So you probably gonna have a hard time pulling her away from that. But she's also only been with one guy. You see what I'm saying? So the insecurity factor is not even something I've ever thought about. What I was a bit insecure about was when we were in the hallway right after y'all was licking. Um, expired lube, and I don't know how this conversation came up. You know, Katie over there with her finger looking good. <laughs> you gotta stop. Yo, somehow I walked past Romeo about to go back to the studio and escape from all of this nastiness that was happening, and I heard him having a conversation about what you would do in the moment that you used expired lube, and then your significant other's vagina fell on the floor. Because... What? <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. I missed that part. She said that it's possible for a woman's vagina to fall on the floor, and oh. then Romeo believed her. I don't know. You got to ask Romeo that you one. Did, he bought it. Thought, I didn't buy it. 
it was a woman saying that about women? Uh, Do you, have you seen... That's have you seen a fucking pussy fall off? <laughs> I've never seen that. Now, I... I went along with the conversation and I asked them, no. what would y'all do in that situation? And Homie and Romeo both said, I would pick it up for her. So I'm a gentleman. If the pussy fell, you can just grab it. Hold on, bitch. <laughs> you would give it back to her and go right back to work. <laughs> Some glue. <laughs> I think. What does he think? He thinks it's Velcro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. Queen, don't even move. I got it right now. Yo, wait, wait. He dusted it off. Yo, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I take it with me? Wait. Oh, if it fell off at that point, it's at that point, go. you could pocket it. It's, I knew, I knew it's you had pocket pussy, baby. I knew you had a pussy in your pocket before. You said it too easy that episode. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you know what? As a matter of fact, yo, you would, would grab a bag. A little cooler, some ice. I'm out. Yo, I mean, what does she need it for, technically, right? You might, right? You gonna send your girl back across the country without a pussy? Hey, listen, how many toxic men, how many toxic men out there who would grab their girl's pussy if it was, like, retired? If it was detachable? Yeah. You would just keep it on you? Bro, you know there's a lot of toxic men. I'm that not would doing that. take the shit off. I'm, I'm not, not walking saying you around. Are. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, saying, I know. Yeah, y'all would do that. There's got to be a lot of men out what there. What you would do with it, like, throughout the day? Walk us through a day while you, with your girl's vagina in your pocket. <sighs> just breathe it on that bitch. <laughs> You, okay. you, you, you would have it. You would have it up in your office, like family pictures. <laughs> um, um, Romeo, what is that to the left um, of your uh, family portrait? Uh, oh, that's a uh, that's like a, a little project that my my daughter was doing. Oh. Don't worry about that. What, what type of project? It looks like a um. No, don't pick it up. Uh, don't touch it. No, oh, no, no. But it, no, no, no. But maybe. <laughs> Yo, fam. Which, yeah, this which went you, too far. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Not yet. I'll let you know. Yo. <laughs> no, we gonna squeeze all we can oh, out this shit. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm on, I'm on three platforms. We need all the content we can get. Stretch it. I can't believe this. You, yo, I didn't. I thought picking it up was a stretch. I'm not picking it up. I'm not like, all right, Queen, you drop something. <laughs> Not, Katie, you pick it up. <laughs> Come on, don't. Come no, on. no, no, because I can imagine what a drop pussy looks like. It doesn't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, fam. That's not cute. I'm not picking <laughs> that not up. Cute. Yo, I was, <laughs> yo he, the way he picked it up and then put it back, like he didn't even let her put it back herself. <laughs> nah, I got you. <laughs> he licked it first. Yeah, like he was closing the envelope. Yo. <laughs> that was nasty. Girl, I got you. Oh my God. Nah. I ain't. You nasty son. <laughs> Pocket pussies coming soon. <laughs> Who's next? All right, shout out to Nicki Minaj. Oh, man. <laughs> It's a great segue into Pink Friday, ain't it, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you see Piggy <laughs> on the market. Boy, Romeo had that pussy flying from the window to the wall. <laughs> to the sweat dripped down his balls. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> he be taking breaks at work. He be in the bathroom humping his shit out of Romeo, where are you going for the fifth time today? Right. Where are we here? Oh, my God. Yeah, that shit in the fridge. People think it's his lunch. Hey, is this a chicken cutlet? What is who? Hey, put my lunch down, guys. <laughs> I keep asking you to stop. Oh, <gasps> 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 oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, um... Y'all know I'm a, I'm a barb. Always have been. I'm in a beehive and I'm a barb. I love it. And Nicki Minaj did an interview with Joe Budden. Um, I only saw about 10 minutes of it, but Katie saw that same 10 minutes of it. And so I owe you an apology because I've heard you and I've heard other women say why women feel this pressure sometimes to get surgeries and enhancements. And I think it's easy. For a guy to feel like, so, when y'all say things like, yo, there's a lot of pressure, you know what I'm saying, by society standards, to look a certain way and to feel a certain way. And I saw a guy go viral the other day saying something like, um, yo, men don't get no surgeries. When I look in the mirror, I see myself. I don't see no, no lips. I don't see no ass. And I love me. Like, women are so insecure, they can't even look in the mirror and love themselves for who they actually are. And the debate on that went crazy, right? But I think that's the attitude, if I'm being honest, that a lot of men have. And then you hear like, yo, but you don't know what it's like to be a woman. You don't know what it's like to be in these environments. And it's easy to allow that to go in one ear and out the other. Like, why you feel that way? I don't know why, but when Nicki Minaj said it, what it was like to be in those studios with Lil Wayne and with Drake at a time when she was still young, and finding herself, and they had all these big booty women running around all of the time, and they was clowning and joking on her for her figure at the time. They thought it was funny. To her, it was damaging. It was like, damn, so I got to look like that. You know what I'm saying? And she was very honest about her feelings in that moment and how that led her to getting some shots and not in the safest of ways. And I commend her for admitting that. And for some reason, yo, it really hit me. I think because I've always seen Nikki as such a confident woman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that I would never imagine that someone can influence her that way. And it completely changed my mind on it. So I'm curious as to what you took away from that, Katie. First of all, I was very proud of Nikki for finally coming out and addressing this and addressing it and how it made her feel that, yes, this is something that we women go through. The most confident woman the most woman that you can think has the utmost confidence about any and everything is the same woman who's hiding her insecurities Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't look weak to a man so she doesn't look weak behind closed doors little kim came out right everybody's like oh little kim is the baddest she's doing this that and third but look at little kim in the 90s and look at her now facts yo you don't even recognize her anymore and it hurts me there's a huge difference, and there's a reason why there's a huge difference. It's because of the pressure that she felt that she wasn't good enough physically. Yes, I'm talented. I can do this, but I'm not good enough physically that I had to go and change how I look. And what some men may think is a joke or, no, I'm not being serious with you because you're the cute, you know, whatever. Whatever the case may be, you still have to be careful about how you say things around people because you never know how they're going to receive it. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
for Nikki, it, the guys may have been like, oh, we just joking about big booty bitches, but, you know, she's still cute. But you don't know how she's going to receive it as a woman with insecurities. Everyone has their insecurities. Mm-hmm. You may not know what it is until you say something that triggers it. And I feel like that's what happened with Nikki. That's dope. I'm very glad that she she came out and admitted that because it, it kind of made me feel like, okay, I think the equivalent, if you had to give it one, would be money for a man, right? Because I definitely remember times being younger where you felt like, damn, I got to get some money to get the attention from the woman that you like. You know what I'm saying? Because she see the dude with the new sneakers, with the car, with the jewelry, with the bread, and you feeling like I'm a much better guy than all of these dudes, right? And they're they going to treat you this way, but they were attracted to the money. So, yeah, it's easy as a dude to feel like, all right, I got to go out here and get my bread up so that I can get the attention from the women who you probably shouldn't even want the attention from. But when you're younger, you don't know any better. So you go get that. And I, the way she broke that down and she was so vulnerable in that moment, I got it completely. Imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Nikki's like... I'm looking for these attention from these dudes from the type of woman that they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. I go and change my body. As soon as I change my body, then they're rapping on songs with me about how they would want to mm. be with me. Whereas before, they weren't doing that when I was on Yo Gotti, Gotti's Five Star Chick. <laughs> That's a fair point. Lil Wayne said, like Lil Wayne and Drake, right? They did a she whole damn verse. She was sitting down, but I was still staring at the titties, titties though. Yeah. You know, like then they're hyping her up for her body. Damn, I never thought about that. Y'all weren't that. doing that when I first came out. Y'all were just like, oh, no, she can spit bars, but I changed my body. Now y'all are on it. That's valid. That's valid. That's right around the time that um you wouldn't know this, but, yeah, Drake jumped on a song with Nicki. Well, I don't want to say you wouldn't know this. You might. But Drake jumped on a song with Nicki and basically was like, I'm next in line. Mm. And she had a man at that time. And then Lil Wayne came behind that verse and was like, <laughs> it's clear that Nicki need, like, dick in her life. Because whoever she with ain't taking it right. Or something like that, he said. Mm-hmm. She was with Meek Mill at that time. Right. So if you Meek Mill in that situation, and you know that the men on your lady's label said that she clearly need something else in her life because where she getting it from ain't hitting, what you going to do when you see Lil Wayne? I'm writing a diss track. Mm. How's it going to go? It's going to go. Uh. Yeah. Take it. Mm-hmm. It's Lil Wayne talking shit. Get fucked. I'm my way. I'm about to slap. Yo, bitch ass. Take the grills off your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's definitely leaving your ass. <laughs> if, if Lil Wayne wasn't getting ass before, he getting it now. I promise, I promise you that. Please don't put that in there. Nah, you, in the moment highlights. Yo, you, you take that pussy out your pocket, give it right to Wayne. Yo, here you go, brother. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> Yo, imagine when the relationship is over, you got to give it back. Yeah, man. Hey, nah. Nah, women want to keep the ring, right? Guess what I'm keeping? <laughs> Yo, you want to keep my basketball shorts? I'm keeping your pussy, bitch. <laughs> All right. All right, oh, moving on. Fuck. Holy oh, shit. Who's next? Yo, real quick, shout out to LL Cool J. Yo, have y'all seen this thread of LL Cool J is sick in every video he's ever done? No. Oh, my God. Fam, y'all got to go look at this thread. We don't okay. have enough time, but just trust me. Then somebody said, one day, y'all need to go back and look at every single LL Cool J video. Uh-huh. He is wowing 
in all of them. And then immediately people started posting like <laughs> gifts and memes. I think I saw and, a little bit yo, of this. <laughs> I never what realized it. They talked about the time when he showed up at a peep show when pulled the apple out his pocket and started just biting it. <laughs> That's the one with Remember? They talked about the one when he was when he was in a pool fully dressed dancing with synchronized swimmers. <laughs> No. They talked about the one when he poured chocolate syrup on that girl's leg for no reason. <laughs> Yo, they had the scene when he ran 100 yards on a football field and some big-ass baggy jeans and a FUBU jersey. He was athletic. <laughs> okay. He was athletic. Why that man had on a shirt with one sleeve and the jeans rolled up on one leg. Yo. Yo, that was. Yo, yeah, I loved that hell. He is sick. That was his style, okay? No. Y'all gotta go find his thread if you haven't seen it. It's the funniest shit of the week. Who's next? Last but not least, shout out to Hove. Jay-Z himself. I'm gonna take a moment to not only brag on Jay-Z, but I'm gonna brag on myself. There was a time when I came on The Bird Show and I said, as it was happening in real time, I said, Jussie Smollett is lying. They killed me for it. How dare you? How could you say that? How could you get on that platform and say that about this black man? Said, I'm just telling you what I see. Oh, they killed me. You know how many apologies I got? Not a one. (laughs) Zero. It was a time when Jay-Z got this job in the NFL and a lot of people were killing me. Because I said, I know Hove to do really good things when he gets into position. He is a businessman. Mm -hmm. He told y'all this. I'm not a businessman. I'm, I'm a, a businessman. Business he told y'all this. And every time Jay has been in position to do something, he's done it. But it takes time. You have to sit down at the table with the people who can help. And you have to find ways to strategically put yourself in position to help your own people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said he was going to do. I got killed. There's a lot of people in my DMs like, really? You know that Jay is, is a sellout. He's just doing this for a bag. He's not going to return anything to the culture. Didn't he say, the Super Bowl needs me, I don't need you? 100%. When they wanted Jay to perform, he told him no. How many people you know turn the Super Bowl down, fam? This right. is the guy we're talking about. They right. was like, Jay ne- Jay's doing this for a bag. You know how much money Jay-Z has, <laughs> my guy? What are you talking about? You know how much money his wife has? Stop. He's not doing anything for a bag. And they tore me up for it. And then Snoop came out and said... That Jay told them, wear what you want. Do what you want. I don't care what the NFL talking about. And that's what they did. Mm. And he said I would leave. And so that's how we ended up getting this amazing-ass halftime show that we got at the Super Bowl. Shout out to that. (laughs) And again, I ain't get one apology. But I thought that that was dope. Before I get off the Jay-Z situation, I will never, ever... Give Bert the benefit of the doubt again. When we when the Jay-Z thing came up, this man. I told people it's a lot of things y'all don't know behind the scenes. And I was talking about it. One of those things were when DMX was on Def Jam, <laughs> he had a $12 million debt, which he should not have had, because if you know anything about DMX in his career, he made Def Jam a shit ton of money. There was a point in time when X was him. Like everything he touched was gold. He's the biggest artist in the world. People forget that there was a point when DMX was bigger than Jay-Z. And he still owed this $12 million because he handled his money wrong. He did a lot of things. But Jay, once he got into position with the company, cleared that debt. 
and told DMX, go be free, dog. You earned that. Nobody else on Def Jam in a million years would have done that. So I said that. And then Bert said, yeah, but what has DMX done lately? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> he did. He did. Because when I said it, I was like, what? Um. I was so thoroughly confused that I'm looking at him like, I know <laughs> that you know. Even I know. <laughs> like he's dead, right? Like I, like I was not going to allow myself to believe that he didn't know that. So I'm looking at him like I'm giving him the eyes that say, Hey, yeah. take that back, dog. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but what came out was, what you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I wanted him to, like, I'm like, I know you can explain this further because I know you're not saying what I'm thinking you're saying, right? And then he tried to explain it, and his explanation made me further believe that he doesn't know that DMX is dead. <laughs> and then I'm still like, wait, I didn't know how to handle it. So I tried to give an answer that was like, all right, maybe you just don't really know and then Kristen was like, you do know DMX is dead, right? <laughs> and then he makes a joke. He's like, yeah. Of course. And then makes a joke about it. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, not that white. He's like, come on now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what the listeners heard, right? But then <laughs> we're going back into, we're going into the e-buzz now. Hours later. Hours later. No lie. <laughs> Bird is like linked over on the table and he's looking at me. Like we have a moment and I can kind of sense when he has something and he's going to come to me. So in this moment, I thought to myself, I said, okay, I don't know what this is, what's about to happen, but I feel like it involves me. Because I could tell by the way he gave me, like, the look. And as soon as the break starts, he's like, I have a confession. And I'm not thinking of that at all. I'm thinking, like, okay, where are we going? That's oh, I he, knew. That's what he said. I didn't know DMX was dead. Oh. Yeah, he didn't know DMX was dead. He said, what has DMX done lately? Why hasn't he given us any music? And I didn't know how to react. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I went to L.A. and I was talking about how the Walk of Fame. all the, you talked about was how important that moment was. Facts. Like, Fam, I gave DMX a whole segment, bro. I was damn near in tears talking about how much DMX meant to me. I did a whole podcast about it. Back in the mailroom days, yo, the elevator, facts. DMX like, yo, come out. Like, you was doing the yo, voice. I did all of that, man. <laughs> I did a whole episode called Hot Dogs with DMX, my dude. Come on, my guy. Yo. Yo, Katie, remember I went to L.A. and I was talking about the little stars on the ground, whatever it's called? Yeah. The, 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 the walk, walk of fame. The walk of fame. And I was, like, clowning. I was telling jokes. I was like, yo, it's trash. It don't look how I look on TV. I don't even recognize half these names. But I was like, I did. At least I got to take a picture with Richard Pryor. You know what I'm saying? That meant something to me. That's my, that's my idol. And Bert was like, you met Richard Pryor? I was, I was like, don't worry about it, my dude. <laughs> Yo, yo, Romeo, this was like two years ago, fam. Uh, he don't yo, know. Yo, I love you, B. All right, let's get down to business. So, speaking of me feeling like I should have got at least one apology for Jesse and for Jay-Z, I feel like I should have got one for Chris Brown as well. Yes, I'm Absolutely. Not- I'm not saying that Chris Brown is innocent. I'm not defending Chris Brown in any of his past behaviors. Let me be very, very clear. What I am saying is in this last acquisition where this woman accused Chris Brown of, I want to be accurate. What did she say Chris Brown did? She said, trigger warning for those who have been through this, um, rape. And he mm-hmm. raped her. 
And obviously, because Chris Brown has a shaky past, it's fairly easy to put something so severe on him and expect people to just simply run with it without asking any questions. And what I said that day that that came out was, if Chris Brown did this, then he will receive the karma he deserves. If he did not do this, it's time for him to genuinely evaluate the people that he is surrounding himself with and the women that he is engaging with. Mm -hmm. Because people are always going to assume where there's smoke, there's fire. Right? Absolutely. And there was one woman in particular who jumped in my DMs and tore me up. Because she said that I was gaslighting and I was blaming this situation on the victim. I don't know how the hell she got that from what I said, but I wrote her back and I said, I didn't at all blame the victim or anyone else. I said, if he did it, karma will come. If he did not, this is an issue. Because as much as we would like to pretend that this does not happen, it does. There's a lot of stories out there where men were falsely accused. You can look it up. You can Google it. It happens. Men have lost their entire lives. They have lost their careers based on false accusations from a woman for whatever reason. And again... I want to be clear. If a man has done this, he is the scum of the earth. If he did not do this and a woman accuses him of this, that should be a crime because that man who has been accused never gets his life back. That's just facts. Absolutely. No matter what she comes and says after or does after, You will always keep that man in that light. And we saw a lot of media outlets very quick to post Chris Brown accused again. You saw it everywhere. He was trending. They painted him out to be the bad guy again. They're like, here he goes again. Right. Up to no good again. Mm -hmm. And then we got voicemails. We got text from this woman proving that she was in contact with Chris trying to get some more after the alleged date that the quote-unquote rape happened. So much so that after this audio came out, her lawyer dropped out of the case and said goodbye. Done with you. Because you did not disclose this information to me. So I can no longer try to defend you. Under these circumstances. And I did not see the urgency from a lot of these same media outlets. They didn't keep the same energy. Only, I think I only saw it on um, the Shade Room. I saw it on the Shade Room. That was it. I don't think I saw it anywhere else. No, and I'm not exactly. saying it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm just saying I ain't have to search that much when he was being accused. Keep the same energy. If you was loud... When you thought Jesse Smollett was innocent, when you thought Jay-Z was trash, and when you thought Chris Brown violated, 
then be just as loud the moment you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, that woman ain't find her way to my DMs to apologize for not only being wrong about what she thought I said about Chris Brown, but for being wrong about Chris Brown. Again, I'm not saying that that makes up for what he's done in the past. This ain't even about Chris Brown. I feel like this is for the men who don't get the credit that they deserve. For the men who get falsely accused because of everyone else's public opinion. There's a lot of public opinion who will prove you guilty or declare you guilty before evidence shows you're guilty. That's the problem. Me too. It's the court of public opinion over facts. You're guilty. That's a problem. And if we being honest, if you black, you're guilty until proven innocent. A lot of times, if the situation involves a man and a woman, that man, guilty guilty until proven innocent. It's not fair. And I'm not saying that the man is always right. I'm saying that the man is not always wrong. And I've seen this personally. This has been a part of my life. I have seen women know that they have this power. I literally had a woman say to me one day, you playing with me, but I could easily go into the police station and say you touch my son in a way and your career's done. She said that. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her like, I can't believe that just came out of your mouth. And that was the moment I realized how real this is. And the kind of man I am, I immediately got to praying. God, keep me away from anything that's going to try to damage me in that way. But to be ignorant enough to think that that doesn't happen to men is crazy to me. And I hate it because the women who use this against men are making it harder for the women who are actually suffering in the hands of men. That's the worst part. Because then people are like, should we really believe women? You know, then people start to question those who are actually going through real shit. Right. That men have done wrong. You playing with it. There are women who really experienced this. Women should be just as angry at her, if not more, than as they were at Chris Brown or whomever else you was mad at in the first place. No, so you when should be just as mad at this when woman. When I heard this audio, right, it pissed me off because you're accusing this man of rape. You're making this man look as if he's disrespectful towards women. All because he stopped texting you? Because Crazy. he ghosted you? Crazy. You're upset because he ghosted you? That's what your emotions took you to do. And then you want to make him look like a worse guy because he ghosted you and then you want to accuse rape which is one of the lowest things you can say it's the lowest to me i think against rape, yo, a man that's what i'm saying rapists child molesters any person who falls in that category to me i'm gonna be honest you're the worst how dare you and you gonna put that on a man because you feel a way. And that's the thing is like we want to get to this place where every time a woman says it, we believe it. I don't want to doubt it. I don't want to have to think twice. If she says it, I want to believe that it happened. Now let's destroy this man and everything that he stands for. But we can't do that because there are women like her out here just straight lying. We're at this place where we have to now go, where is she telling the truth or not? And then some women will say it doesn't matter. You believe the woman. No, it matters. <laughs> A man should not be in prison for rape. He shouldn't have his entire life taken away from him if he didn't do it. And, I, and I'm and i not saying this. I want to make this clear. For the Chris Browns, I'm really not. I'm saying this for the Brian Banks of the world. 
in which some of you who are listening, probably most, have no idea who Brian Banks is. And that's my point, because I remember this story. He was a standout high school football star, and Juanetta Gibson accused him of rape, falsely. And he spent six years in prison and five years on parole. He was going to the NFL. He's a standout player. Okay, he got out of prison. He did six years being a rapist in prison. And he didn't do that shit. And now he got to come out and he would have been a millionaire? He would have been in the NFL? His family would have been set? His kids? His grandkids? His parents? Everything would have been different. But because this woman said he did something that she knew he didn't do, his entire life is ruined. And we made a little story about it. And that's a problem. And she just went on about her life like nothing happened. That's a problem. And it's women out here really going through that shit. That's fucked up. It should be a crime. And if you had that energy to want to destroy that man, when you find out that that woman was lying, you should have the same energy to want to destroy her. And if you don't, ask yourself why. Who's next? Y'all know who Stephen Colbert is? Uh-huh. Why is Pusha T on his show dancing in, in cocaine? <laughs> Yo, you know who Pusha T is, Romeo? Yeah. Was, on Stephen Colbert? Yes. Yeah, that's what? <laughs> Yo, he was on the late night show. Pusha T is a rapper for y'all who don't know. And you know, he you know, he rap about Coke all the time. Yeah. That's right. kind of his thing, right? Yeah. And so he goes on the late night show and he's he's <laughs> no. like he's performing no. with like a really big coat on. No. And it's just mad coke just falling out the sky. It's a lie. No, no, I'm telling you. And he was like, nah, it's snow. I like your fan, we know what push your teeth, dude. That ain't snow. Yo, it's is cocaine falling from the sky. And I know they was in here looking at him like, what the hell is going on? They named the show Snowfall for a reason. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why is this happening? He's dancing in the coke on the late night show. I was, I couldn't help but think about Tommy and the Death Force. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine! Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Pusha T stole Tommy's lane. And nobody's going to talk about it. The T in Pusha T stands for Tommy. That's Pusha Tommy. Yo. <laughs> Yo, he stole DJ Willie T's whole swag. We're going back to Myrtle. <laughs> Myrtle. <laughs> Myrtle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who's next? All right, it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. And now it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, this your favorite segment? Yo. Yo, only, yo this is crazy. Yo, you see it? Not even me, you bro. You no, see the last hate? week. This both of y'all? That's the only reaction right there. The hate is coming from inside the room, yo. Wait a second. Let me explain myself. Okay. Last week, Romeo said that he was excited about it because Romeo's a hater. I'm excited about it because last week it was fun as shit. So right, I would fair. love to see. Let's do it again. What goes down this week? Oh, man, the segment's so nice, we brought it back twice. Let's talk about if I ain't shit or not. <laughs> I hate to get serious on my podcast, but I'm about to get serious. <sighs> Damn. I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about my schlongadong anymore. Damn it. This is the last time. <laughs> what? Romeo, what's up? Look at me, bro. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Not with the goddess dope shirt. <laughs> yep. Perfect time to talk about it. I consider myself a 
self-deprecating type of comedian. You got to be able to laugh at yourself, right? So I laughed and I laughed and I laughed until I wasn't laughing anymore. And at first, all of the jokes about, yo, you ain't really embarrassed, right? was funny. I let it fly. I don't care. It's funny. It's my turn to be made fun of. Let's do it. So I kept hearing it. I heard it from y'all. I heard it from the bird show. I heard it from my friends. I heard it from my family. I heard it from everybody. You ain't really embarrassed. You loving this. <laughs> I'm be honest with y'all. My mind is different. There'll be a lot of times in life when I'm talking and I'm in situations and people will project something on me. And what it shows me is their mind has a limit that my mind doesn't have. And that happens often in life. And I didn't care about none of these jokes until it came from one person. I'm not going to say who that person is, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) Katie knows. But it came from this one person who said, I don't care that you're getting all this attention and this is happening to you. (laughs) I understand I got to live with that. But the least you could do is stop pretending to act as if you're embarrassed and just own it. And that pissed me off. I'm going to tell you why. It was because it was coming from a woman whom I once dated. And every man in a relationship has had to deal with his woman literally wearing, revealing things on purpose. Going places with her breast out, going places with her ass out, putting these pictures on Instagram, taking pictures of yourself in bathing suits, getting all of the attention from men, because we all know, we admitted that a lot of the time, not all of the time, that's why women do it. Am I wrong? Women never stop to wonder, how does my man feel about that? You poking your ass out on purpose, you turning around, giving the angles, the men are in your comments. Queen, you killing it. Oh, my God. They not ready for you. You the most beautiful species I ever saw in my life. Girl, you oh be my killing God. it. Right. You be killing it. And you know what a man has to do? Suck it up. Suck it up. Because You're- if he says anything about it, he's insecure, right? If you can't handle a bad bitch, then don't you go get a bad bitch. But the moment that a man has this moment... By accident. And let's not pretend like every time a woman posts a bathing suit picture on Instagram, she on a beach. It be in a bathroom sometime. It wasn't necessary, queen. Do women actually ever stop to think about how many times a man got to look in another man's face because he looked at your girl just a little too long? But then as a man, you feel like, how mad can I really be because the titties are kind of out? And you got to have that moment with another man? Romeo, have you been here or I'm lying, bro? No, go on. Because if I'm not part, I'll stop. No, go on. Okay. And we got to deal with it. Yeah. Can't say a word. But the moment I got a picture that was an accident, I'm in a Nike sweatsuit at work. I'm not by the beach. I'm not in the bathroom with a bathing suit on. Well, I look like game. I'm never posing in my drawers taking pictures for Instagram. Ever. The moment I do it by accident, as a woman, you tell me. I can't stand to deal with all the attention you're getting from women for your penis. What? (laughs) 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 
That's number one. Number two. So there's no way that I could come to work and talk about something and actually be embarrassed by it, huh? Okay, I heard that. Live like a woman week. Guess who was embarrassed, Romeo? Guess who has two thumbs and was embarrassed during Live Like a Woman Week? Who? Who? This guy. <laughs> it's the worst week of my life. I hated myself in that month. Imagine being a black man and having to go home and tell your dad, yo, I wore a wedding dress today. Yo, I put heels on for a radio show. You oh, imagine that? I know you was ready to quit. Fam, quit. I wanted to take my life. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got mad friends that didn't write me to say congratulations on a birth show, but they sure wrote me that day. <laughs> oh, they found my Instagram that day. <laughs> right? But I had to come to work and talk about it, whether I wanted to do it or not. Mm-hmm. That's my job. Talk about whatever happens to me publicly. I'm a public figure. It is what it is. No one struggled, though, with the thought that I might have been embarrassed. Okay. Fast forward. Now we get here. What happens? I have a slip up. I'm Scotty Dickin. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, had on blue sweats. I was at a work event. I wasn't trying that. I didn't post a picture. Kristen did. I didn't know it was happening. DMs are coming. Here we are. Y'all laughing and joking. You ain't embarrassed. Cool. That's cute. What if it went the other way? What if it went Nelly's direction? Average. Okay. And I was getting roasted for it. Would I still have had to come to radio and talk about it? Of course I would have. I have to talk about whatever happens, right? But would have been hard... To believe, no pun, that I was embarrassed then. So, if it didn't go my way, I would have still had to talk about it. But I wouldn't have had, y'all wouldn't have, y'all wouldn't have thought that I was embarrassed. But because it did, all of a sudden, I can't be embarrassed no more, right? Your point is absolutely 100% valid. For men, it's always a dick fight of who has the bigger dick, Right? So when they hear a man who's like, I have a bigger dick than the normal, and you may have noticed it, they don't think that you would be embarrassed. I respect that. Right? Because of how toxic masculinity works and who has a bigger dick. That's my whole point. See it that way. That's, That's why I said in the beginning of this, people have a tendency to project the limitations of their brain on yours. When people say to me, there's no way you don't enjoy this. You know what that tells me? You're a person who loves attention. That's why you find it hard to believe that I don't. Because most people love attention. I don't love attention. I deal with attention. There's a huge difference. I'm an introvert. I don't even want you to know I'm in the room. I deal with attention. I can't take you serious. Fuck it, I can't take you serious, bro, if I'm being honest. Come on now. You had a big dick. So what? You're not embarrassed by it? You're saying... That I have a big dick. What's the what's the big deal? Yeah. What's there to be embarrassed about, right? Right. And I think a lot of women felt this way as well. Right. My question to that is, how exactly do you know that you have a big dick? Like, women have said to me, come on, you know. I don't know if you're aware, but <laughs> you've experienced a lot of penises in your life. Not men. I have not. Right. I, I know I ain't hurting. Like... At the same time, I'm the same guy who came to y'all weeks before this whole thing happened. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yo, you hear that you're big, but how do you really know? And y'all laughed me out the room. Rightfully so. I respect that. 
But I was genuinely saying what's big to one woman might not be big to the next dog. I just think that people aren't going to take you serious, if I'm being honest with you, because the fact that they saw it, I haven't seen it still, even though I promised that I'll send you guys the photo, but I don't, I don't have the photo. I just think, no, like, if we're being honest, though, I think it's yes, very it's, it's, it's very, it. it's very hard for <laughs> men and women mm-hmm. to take you serious for you to be embarrassed about the fact that you have a big dick. That's my entire point, is I'm not saying that a man with a big penis should be embarrassed. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, why do y'all assume that a man with a big penis knows he has a big penis? The greatest in life typically don't think they're the greatest. That's what makes them the greatest. Pharrell said to Kanye during that doc, remember? Mm-hmm. He said something to the extent of, never believe that you did it, or something never like that. Never believe that you're greater. Basically, he basically said was, never believe that you're greater than what you really are. Like, Keep yourself humble. Stay humble. Stay humble. The way he said it was like, don't believe the hype. If you never believe you dope, you're going to be one of the greatest ever. Something to that extent, he said. And, and it Pharrell hit me. Pharrell said, said that. that. It hit me because I felt seen. So if I walk into the room and know I got the biggest dick in the room, you'll never know I feel that way because I don't carry myself that way. And if I do, it's just a natural thing. There are people in the world who have delusional confidence, and there are people in the world who have real confidence. Mm-hmm. Some people will hype themselves up to believe that there's something they're actually not because they believe they need that in order to pursue whatever it is that they ultimately want. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I never wanted that. But if I've never walked around comparing myself to all these other men, how do I really know? Have you walked around and looked at a bunch of other dicks and said, how do I stack up against this? So how do you really know? There's a ton of men who will walk around and think, like, I'm holding like that. Because they've had a girl tell them. Right. Not realizing that that woman was probably lying to you and she's going to tell you anything. So how do you truly know? Bro, I th- I genuinely think that as a man, you know. How? Tell me you how. You just know, bro. Tell me how. You just know. No, you don't. Because if every single time that you've been with a woman, she tells you that you're big. My guy, you're big. When I told you that, you uh, laughed at me, dog. Yeah. No, I laugh at the fact that you were complaining about the I fact that you I wasn't complaining about it, though. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that at all. What I was saying was I think a lot of men walk around with a delusional confidence of thinking that their penis is a lot yeah. bigger than it actually is because women lie to you. Most women are not going to actually tell you, yo, I'm going to be honest, I've been with five dudes before you, yep. and you like fourth out of the five on the list. How many women are going to tell you that, bro? If a woman is really in love with the man she's with, right, Mm-hmm. She's gonna stroke his ego. Yes, as much as she can, right? She, she's so that means the truth. lying to you to make you feel like a better man. She's probably going to do it. She's gonna stroke your ego and be like, "Oh my gosh, yes, you're that biggest, biggest." You ever. might not be, but to make you feel better in that scenario, she's gonna do it. She's going to do it. You don't see how many times a woman has called the bird show and said, "I've been married for 15 years, but damn, I want to go back to my ex just one more time." Would I yeah. be wrong? You know what I'm saying? We had the one that did, she was literally on her deathbed. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> he was he gave up his whole <laughs> life to take care of her. She was dying yo. in nine months. And she oh. was like, yo, I just want my ex. Yeah. And, and it makes yeah. sense that men would not go and look and compare because that's not something you all would do. Yeah. Or is she lying to me? You're not going to compare. You're going to take her word. Oh, I'm the biggest. take her word for it. How do you really know? Until... You're wearing blue sweatpants. Boom. And your dick is out. And your co-workers don't tell you. And you have a series of women like, oh, my God. 
this guy needs to make an OnlyFans. That's when you know. Women in my life that are like, how the hell didn't you know? Because I thought y'all were liars. I, like, I'm not the guy who's just going to believe anything you tell me about anything. I'm not going to lie. I was amazed that he was embarrassed. I, what? I just, I just want to know. As a man, when you see another man who may not be your same height, may, you know, y'all, there's differences between two. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at that man like we have the same size dick? I've never looked or... at another man and questioned or even thought about his penis in my life. Okay. Being completely honest, you've done that. Yeah, no, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think it's great It's great for you that you're so confident in that. In the, in the, Is it confidence? Yes, I think so. Okay. Because I think the fact that you, even before this whole blue sweatpants situation happened, the fact that you were out here saying, I am told that I'm big, but I don't believe women. They might be lying to me. Mm-hmm. Bro, come on. You know what, what I'm saying? Well, I don't, I don't I know, know what's I wrong about I, that statement or what's no, flawed about it. I don't. I don't think it's wrong, but I think it's the fact that, like, sure, it's a great thing that you're, you kind of humble yourself, right? In a lot of different ways. I think a lot of men really do feel very, like, insecure about the size of their dick. I'm not going to lie. I had a conversation with with one of my dudes maybe a couple years ago where he was like, bro, you've honestly never had that issue where you was with your girl and thought like, damn, this dude might have been that. And I was like, bro, no, I've never had that thought. Not only about that, about anything. I just never. I have just always been confident in me, man. I can't even explain it. When Kanye said, yo, when I say I'm a God, I'm not taking nothing from y'all. You should feel the same way about yourself. I felt that. I don't even like the term arrogant. I don't. I don't like when people be like, he's arrogant. Why? Because he believes in himself more than you ever believed in yours? You're supposed to believe in yourself that much. You are supposed to believe you are the absolute greatest in the world that whatever you believe you are the greatest in the world at. Why else would you live this life and be a blip in a grand scheme of all that we experience if you don't believe in you? I've never understood that. That's not arrogance. That's confidence. That's self-love. Yes, I think I'm better than you at everything. Prove me wrong. You should feel the same way about yourself. So I never had that problem. But I also don't walk around thinking that, like, I'm just untouchable or I'm just, like, because I think that's corny. It's the same concept to me as when you look at the culture differences of money, right? When black people get money, typically what do we do? We show everybody that we got it. Why? Flash. You ever seen Jay-Z's old pictures when he ain't really have money like that? Jewelry, cars. Clothes, all that. Look at Jay-Z now. T-shirt, he don't do his hair. None of that. Yeah. We're a little chain. You ain't never seen, you don't never see Jay-Z wear the chains that these other rappers is wearing. He got way more money it's than them. It's under the shirt. No, nah, I don't have to walk around like I got it like that because I really got it like that. If you know, you know. Did that explain it? Yeah. Who's next? Now it's time for any moment sports. It's time for sports on in the moment. Romeo, take it away about Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he got suspended from the NFL because he was gambling. Oh! I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Oh, I got that right? Yes. <laughs> yes. My dude. Yes, sir. All right, so if you are not familiar, Calvin really that is a fact. He played in the NFL for the Atlanta Falcons. He made, I think, $11 million a year. He got suspended <laughs> for the entire year. He lost the $11 million because he decided to gamble and on his own team for $1,500. Yep. And he got caught. No, no, why did he say, yo, I don't have a gambling problem for $1,500? Yeah, was, he, he, was he trying to be funny? No, he was no. basically saying that, yeah, I did it, but come on, fam. Like, y'all gonna suspend me for an entire year? Oh, uh, you're stupid as fuck. Because people are saying, okay, Ray Rice didn't get that amount of time for what he did, and then the list goes on. They they brought up Aaron Rodgers. They brought up uh, the New England Patriots. 
They said that they cheated. There's been domestic violence, and these people didn't get a year suspension. Okay, you can have that debate all day about whether or not the NFL cares more about their bottom line than they do about actual domestic violence. I think most of us know the answer to that without having to debate it. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. if you are playing in the NFL and you are making $11 million a year, why in the fuck (laughs) do you need to gamble? Are you gambling $1,500 with your actual name? (laughs) This man actually put his full (laughs) name in DraftKings on his phone. Everything traceable. What are you doing, son? Fucking idiot, bro. I'm tired of men having this amount of talent and just throwing it away. It reminds me of the dude who played for the Bears, and he was selling coke <laughs> for 100000 a year or something stupid, and bro. he made $20 million in the NFL. What are you doing? It's stupid. A $1,500 bet lost him $11 million. But, yeah, like, how do you get to that point? Like, what 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 is going on through your head? At, at that certain point, it's like, you know you make about a certain amount of million dollars a year. Just take that shit, go to Vegas, put it all on red, put it all on black, and take your loss. Bro, you don't have to bet on the game you actually play. You don't have to do that. Just stop this. Pete Rose did this. We saw what happened. Stop this. And they'll say, yo, because the people around them want money, and then you start spending money on your family and your friends, and then you find yourself in a situation where you don't have it, and now you're trying to gamble to get it back. I don't care about none of that. We have to be smarter out here. Moving on. All right, who you with? Keisha Cole released a video saying that basically back in the day when her and Eve were friends and it was popping, that, yeah, uh, some woman tried to grab, like, Eve's purse and Keisha Cole turned around and slapped her. Yeah, it's like, yo, I turned around, gave a little slap. You can't do that. Eve got mad at her and was like, basically didn't talk to her again anymore because she felt like, girl, you can't do that. We had a whole different level. You can't just be putting your hands on fans. So then there was a debate about was Keisha right or was she wrong? And would you actually stop talking to someone who utilized their hands to protect you? Who y'all with? You with Eve or you with Keisha? I wouldn't stop talking to her, but I would pull her aside and say, hey, at the level we are at, we can't do that shit. Bitch, I know it's easy that we want to, you know, you know, blah, 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 but... At the level we are at, we can't do that. But I would not kick her to the curb. I agree. Romeo. I agree. Who's next? Doc of the Week is going to Love is Blind. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the doc. I don't watch Love is Blind, but I've heard a lot of things about it. Do y'all watch it? Absolutely. Well, I watched the first season. The second season, I felt that it was not authentic enough, so I stopped watching. Okay, well, I haven't seen it, and I'm not giving it Doc of the Week because I think it's good, obviously, because I haven't seen it. I don't know. But what I did think was funny was these people don't know each other, right? They don't, they've never seen each other. They're asking questions to get to know each other because they're in separate pods, mm-hmm. and that's how they're basing whether or not they like each other. And I thought it was funny because it went viral on The Shade Room. Uh, someone tweeted, if you were on Love is Blind, what question would you ask to see if the person was black? And when I saw that, <laughs> I started reading some of these questions, and I wanted to see how many of these Romeo could get right to oh, see if shit. this actually works. So right. <laughs> I'm going to run through these questions, Romeo, answer these questions so we can see if this is actually official. Are you ready? <laughs> can I have a uh, phone a friend? Nope. i give you one. You can phone. you. Yeah, let him phone you for one. Just I- one. What color raisins do you put in your potato salad? None. Got that one right. All right, here we go. We rolling. <laughs> What do you do with your grocery bags? You save them. Okay. All right. We rolling. We rolling. I'm black, y'all. Approximately how long did Sophia have to fight? Damn it. He don't know. I know he don't know. You got to guess, though. You got to give us something. Who's Sophia? 
Is that your answer? Just answer. Just answer. Approximately how long did Sophia have to fight? Three days. All my life. All her damn life she had to fight. All my life. All right. You got two wrong. Don't worry about it. Fuck. Here we go. God is good. All my hood. (laughs) It's all the time. It's all the time, my dude. It's all the time, my dude. God is good. All the time and all the time. God is good. Wait. Wait, he might have this one, Katie. If he if he's as good at callbacks as he thinks he is, right. he might Shit. have this one. All right, Shit. all right. Who was in Paris? <laughs> That's the question. Who? Who was in Paris? <laughs> Fucking sick. You gotta it. give us an answer, bro. Jay-Z and Kanye was. <laughs> <laughs> When you see a black person running, what are you supposed to do? Run. My man. Okay. Here we go. What the fuck? (laughs) What? (laughs) Is that a question? (laughs) I'm going to run too, bitch. What the fuck? (laughs) What's your mama's favorite ice cream? Oh. The butter pecan. Come on, boy. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Game time. All right. Who did friends steal their entire swag from? The show friends. Ooh. I know this. You still got one phone a friend whenever you need it. Don't forget. Ring, 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 ring. Am I the phone? You phoning a friend for this one? Yeah. All right. Katie, tell them. We are living. Check, 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 check it out. Single. Single. Come on. Like, what, what? Ooh, in a 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my girl. Are you ready? What? Are you ready? That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. What does ah-ah mean? Ah-ah. Means got him. No. Oh, shit. It, no. no. Basic basically means don't do that. Don't uh, stop touching that. Yeah, don't, uh, don't 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 do that. Uh, yep. Finish this sentence. I brought you in this world. So I'm gonna take you out this world. Hey! All right, okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. What does your mother tell you to take out the freezer before she gets home? The meat. Come on, boy. Hey! Let's go. Note of the week, real quick. I just want to say this. Um, I saw a lot of y'all saying that if it came down to it, you'd be real quick to pick up a gun and fight for your country. I'm just curious as to why y'all don't have that same energy when jury duty come looking for your ass. But don't worry about it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Y'all love the country so much. Though. Nope. All right. Real quick, um, Sicko Award is going out to three gentlemen. I don't know if y'all know this, but the House of Representatives on Monday night passed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, which makes lynching a federal hate crime. Bill received unanimous support, except for three Republicans. Are y'all aware of this? Not at all. Yeah, so this is a thing, which I guess we're supposed to celebrate that in 2022, lynching has now become a federal hate crime. But of course, y'all know me. I was curious when I found out that it wasn't unanimous. Well, that means that someone voted against it. If y'all had to guess which three states these men come from who voted against this bill, what what would the states be? Just curious. Kentucky. That's one. Georgia. Uh, That's two. Mississippi. Florida. I thought those two, but no. Oh, Texas? 
You got oh, it. Texas. That's a good one. Yep. So Thomas Massey from Kentucky, Chip Roy from Texas, and Andrew Clyde from Georgia all opposed the bill. Woo! His name is Tomato, Tomato, Tomato. Boo. Honestly, oh, fuck him. Come on, come on, come on. I'm out here, King. If you're curious as to what their explanations were for why they didn't feel like the bill would pass, you can Google it. I'm cool. Who's next? All right, it's time for B&B. This is B&B on In The Moment. Yo, what's up, bro? What's up? You almost died on us, dog. Mm. Ooh, I know. That was very scary. You all right? I'm good. So what happened was... Uh, over the weekend, I had a, like, I help out a DJ here at the radio station. She has her own, like, DJ equipment and all that stuff. And she sends me out to events. And, like, I helped her out with, like, DJing, like, events and, and things like that, right? So they were celebrating a Mardi Gras uh, theme party. And I decided to go help her out, right? And so I went, I, it was a Saturday night. I went to go help her out. And... I've known my entire life that I've been, or not my entire life, but I've known for quite a while that I've been allergic to shellfish in general, right? So, what? How, how do you how do you know that? So the first time I had like shrimp, I would say I remember I remember I had like a really bad like allergic reaction to it, where I felt like my stomach was burning, I felt my throat burning, and I felt just really itchy, right? But I didn't think much of it. I was just like whatever, like I. I I never found shrimp or like shellfish attractive enough to, for me to eat. Mm. But after that, that first time I had it, I was just like, "Oh, like this feels different. Like I don't, I don't really like the the way this feels." And so, for the longest time, I've always felt like I've had allergic reactions to shrimp. And every time that my family has gone on to restaurants, like seafood restaurants, I would go with them and I would sit at the restaurants. I would never order anything. Like I'll have everybody else eating, and I would know whether like if they're going out to eat at seafood restaurants to eat beforehand. Right, because I knew like All I right, was- stop right there because you were telling this early on the bird show and I had this thought, but I didn't I didn't get to talk about it. But your family knows that like practically seafood could kill you potentially. Uh-huh. And they would still go to seafood restaurants and just tell you to go sit outside so they yeah. could have like shrimp and biscuits. Yeah. Why but, why do you still claim them? That's but, disrespectful. No, that's no, it's not crazy to me. Like no, because I feel uncomfortable. Having people stop their life from living their life. If, nah. if, if my that, enti- but, like, but like if my entire family loves eating seafood, nah. who am I to say we're you're not, not going? You're not, not supposed not, to say not that. You. But who are they to be like? Fuck him. Yo. Let's go get us some shrimp. You're not stopping me from going and red, red lobster. But I, I don't think they realized how severe the allergic reaction was until now. Okay, that's fair. I'm just joking, I'm Romeo's family. We're just no, having fun. No, I know. But I'm like, not. I, I, but no, even no, but <laughs> even either, myself. But, I have to say that. <laughs> but even myself, I know that. Like, I think I've like if they, they didn't know out, it was that serious. Yeah, they yeah. didn't know that was a serious. And I didn't know it was that serious either myself. If I'm being honest, I truly like I would see shrimp and I'll see like crab meat and all that stuff, and I wouldn't try it. Like I wouldn't like it wouldn't attempt me to be like, all right, I'm gonna try it, see what happens. Right? Wait, like, I just knew, like, I might be allergic to it. I'd rather just not. You just, okay. So, you didn't truly know how serious this was until Saturday yeah. night or yeah. Saturday evening when this exactly. happened. Yeah. And you had it not knowing you had it. Right. So, I went to the buffet line and I asked, because I knew it was a Mardi Gras theme party, right? It's a crawfish, seafood. Mm-hmm. Like, they cook a lot with seafood. So, I knew a lot of those items are going to have shrimp or some other type of shellfish. Mm-hmm. So I remember I asked the girl, I was like, hey, what does this have? What does this have? What does this have? I pretty much ended up getting like salad and like this other little like two-piece items that I could eat. And then I saw a jalapeno popper. That's the first time you had one? No, I've had a jalapeno popper before. So normally they don't have... It's just it's a jalapeno cheese 
bacon, and that's pretty much it. But this one had crab crab meat. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wow. So, so I took a gi- I took a giant bite of it. I think like I took two bites of it. Two bites. I swallowed it. The moment I started chewing on it, and I swallowed it instantly, bro. Instantly, it's, it just started burning. Like you the knew, yeah. the only way I could describe it is like if you've ever had like like two batteries put in your in your tongue before. No, I would never do that. So no, okay, no, I don't, no, I don't, Bruh. no. The moment I had the sh- the 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 jalapeno popper, I instantly knew. You knew it was seafood in there. This doesn't feel right. Mm. I might have I might be having an allergic reaction to what I'm eating right now. Did you realize how serious it was in the moment, or you thought I'll be fine? Did I you- I knew only because I've had an allergic reaction to food before. Yeah. To the point where it took me to the emergency room, and right, and so the moment I ate this uh this jalapeno popper, I was just like, holy shit. I'm feeling the exact same feeling that I did the last time I had an, an allergic reaction. So I knew, one, I could start panicking right now and freak out. You or two, cool. I got to play it cool. And so I think the thing was that I, pl- I tried to play it as cool as possible, but I could tell that my face completely changed. Like I knew that I went pale in my face because right. I- like Yvonne, who, who I was with that night, she, was, she just happened to be in charge that night and she's the DJ that I work with. She came over and she was like, are you okay? And I was just like, no. I think I'm having an allergic reaction. I don't know how bad it is, but I think I just ate crab meat. and I, Or I, I told her, I, I think I just ate some shrimp, but I don't know how severe I'm, like, severe allergic, allergic I am to it yeah. because I've never had it in my life. Mm. Like, I've always stayed away from shrimp because I've always had my suspicions that I was allergic to it, but I've never tested it out fully. And so this night, I think my whole face changed. I feel an allergic reaction happening, and I told her, I think I might be having an allergic reaction. I just don't want you to panic. See, now you telling this story from a whole different angle of what I'm hearing, because you telling it mad humble and calm and collected, probably the same way you were being in that moment. But from what Yvonne is telling people, like, fam, you were really genuinely, like, at a point of where you couldn't breathe. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you first told me the story, it's like, I knew it was getting bad. I saw the hives, and I waited until I basically couldn't breathe anymore to be like, <gasps> I need an EpiPen. I and, think I and think she what, gives you an EpiPen. What fucked that me up? That she just happened to have on her. Yeah. I think what fucked me up was that everybody around me started panicking to the point where I felt like everybody around panicking? me was panicking was so much dying. that I couldn't panic myself. Yeah, you can't. I get that. But it, it is also like their panic situation like whatever they were going through was making me feel worse you panicking is not gonna help so so yeah and i knew that if i started panicking like one i was gonna like mess up my breathing and i knew that whatever i had to do was to control my breathing right because the moment Uh, i lost control of my breathing was the day like it was i was gonna die no matter what like because i didn't because i don't know how my body's gonna react to it you know what i'm saying like i I have no control of my body at that point like my body's just gonna take its adventure so when I looked down on my on my arms and I saw hives happening, mm-hmm. right? And it, at first it started like in my upper arm. And then like five minutes later, I looked back down and they're all over my arm to the point where it looked like my arms were bubbles. Wow. Like little bubbles. So what all are you over feeling in this moment? You just, are you, are you even thinking or are you just, I'm, you in survival mode? I got to yeah. do whatever I got to do. I'm thinking just breathe in. It doesn't matter what's happening in your body. Just breathe. Because if you can breathe, you are alive. The wow. moment you can't breathe is the moment you start panicking. Now, I have a question. 
So in the moment where you're trying to figure out, can I breathe? Can I not? Where does the EpiPen, Yvonne having the EpiPen, where does that come in? That come, In my head, I'm thinking I'm going to hold on as long as I can right. to use this EpiPen. The last thing I'm going to do is use this EpiPen. The moment I feel like I can't breathe, that's when I'm going to use this Why? EpiPen. Why Worst case scenario, but you're already having an allergic reaction. One, okay, if I'm being honest, one, I didn't want anybody to call an ambulance. Why? Because it's it's expensive. So what? Your life is on the line. I get that. You were about to die if you didn't have this EpiPen. No, I get that. But I, I also think you guys don't think about it in a perspective of when you've been uninsured your entire life. I get life, what you're saying. Right? It's not like you're I don't get it. You're paying $5,000 for a fucking ambulance ride. No, we get it, bro. <laughs> what, what we're telling you is we don't care that you feel that way. Your life is worth a fucking no, ambulance pulling up. You were about to up. die because you ate you, shellfish. I think I was, I think I, I just. No, I, we know what you think. We talk to you all the time. <laughs> we're telling you to stop thinking that way. No, yeah. You're, stop thinking. Right, stop. right, right, right. Stop it. Stop. Like, like you, you keep explaining it to us. Like, we don't get it. No, we get it. Yeah. Your life is worth an ambulance pulling up. Your life is worth an event stopping. If Your I'm life being, is worth it, everybody panicking, stopping what they're doing in order to make sure that you actually continue to breathe. I want you to stop thinking that your life is not worth these things happening. We all know that you don't want to inconvenience anyone in this way. None of us do. But if you are in the moment of where your life is on the line, I don't want you to wait until you can't fucking breathe to feel like you need some help. That's too late. I think that's what made me sad about the whole situation. That I was very... Like, I knew I was in an extreme situation where I could be dying, and I was apologizing to people. Wait, wait, wait. You were apologizing to people. Okay, so you have an allergic reaction. You don't have an EpiPen, and you apologize to people because of something that you're suffering that, through? I get that, I really How? do. Okay. I get his mindset in that because I'm built like that. Okay. I don't want to inconvenience anybody in any way, shape, or form ever. And it's like, damn, like, here I go, have almost dying, and now people got to go out their way to stop the event, to call the ambulance, to do all of these things. But at the right? S- am, I, am I hitting this? No, yeah, that's how exactly how I felt. Because, I know exactly how he feels. The thing was, Yvonne had 350,000, like, or I'm sorry, 350 people that she had to attend, mm-hmm. right? She had to MC the event. So, I, like, and she was running back and forth. Like making sure that I was okay, and then running back inside to the room and playing music and like hyping that. people up and being like, "Hey, Not, it's a fun party," mm-hmm. and, I get that. That. and then coming back out. But, so in my head, the way I was thinking was like, "Look, she is already stressed enough that she has to go back and forth." Right. The manager of the event, like hall that we were at, she was freaking out on the phone with the ambulance, like calling them, and and she was panicking. There was two other guys that I have no idea who they were, but they were panicking as well. Everybody hey, around me was panicking to the point where I felt like, holy shit, everybody around me is panicking. I can't panic. I, like, I the get last why thing that I have to do I'm not is, mad at you for not panicking, though. Uh-huh. We, we, we get on this platform and everybody makes these jokes about you being sensitive. Yeah. But look when you get to the point where your entire life is flashing before your eyes and you were anything but. You were strong as fuck. That is impressive. I'm not mad at that. What I feel a way about is the fact that you don't believe that your life is worth that. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Your life is worth that, my dude. It, it absolutely is. I don't like that you sitting here saying that you feel like you don't want to inconvenience people. You are dying, bro. That hurts me. Keeping it a buck with you because I know where that's coming from. I grew up the same guy. When I would have my heart issues and I was going through that like that, I wouldn't call nobody, dog. 
There's a point in time when I was going through that, and the girl I was with at the time had to call Katie to come help me. Because I wasn't looking for no help. I wasn't asking nobody for shit. I was going to die alone. Whatever that is in your mind right now that's allowing you to believe that your life is not worth that, nah, we getting that out of here. People care about you, fam. And believe it or not, there actually are good people in the world who in a moment like that would stop everything that they're doing to make sure that you can see your family again. Exactly. And it's it's more to it. It's like, bro, don't downplay your experience, right? You went through a traumatic like, you went through a traumatic situation, right? 100%. You didn't have an EpiPen. It was by the grace of God that Yvonne had an EpiPen to save you and save your fucking life, right? It helped you. And that's two times where you didn't have what you felt like you might have needed in order to survive. But look at that. The universe gave it to you, didn't it? Because God has a plan for you, dog. You said to me the other day where you were being appreciative of the fact that I put you on this platform and that all of these things were happening to you, and I appreciated your appreciation. But I don't ever want you to lose sight of the fact that I didn't put you in this seat. God did. You're here for a reason. Exactly. And someone, a listener, fun fact, a listener just said, um, hey, to Romeo, you are worth everything. She said that to you, that you are worth everything, bro. And we could sit in this moment until the cows come home every week and make fun of each other and laugh and joke and entertain our listeners at each other's expense. But at the end of the day, you will never walk out of this room while I'm in it and not believe that your life is worth something. Exactly. Exactly. It's okay to feel how you're feeling right now. It's okay. And embrace it. Whatever you, you're going to, you're going to go through a lot of different emotions. Right. Carrying forward now. Like eventually, if it's not hitting you yet, it may take time, but it will. The fact that you were that close to death, the fact that you were in such a, traumatic situation is going to affect you emotionally, mentally, all of those things. But I want you to embrace those emotions, lean into those feelings because they will eventually serve you. You will start to see life a bit differently. You will start to move a bit differently, operate differently because there is no reality check like the one that comes to you when you literally see your life flash before your eyes and you know that that could be your last moment. And take in all of the things that you haven't accomplished, what you haven't done, what you want to do. what You know what I'm saying? The fact that you haven't had kids, seen them. Take all that shit in. Get married, love your woman the way you want to, whatever it is. Take all that shit in and know that that could have fucking stopped right there. But it didn't. Because that wasn't God's plan. That wasn't the universe's plan. That wasn't nobody's plan for you. You are here for a reason. That means something. I want you to think about that, embrace that, take that in. And then find that fire in yourself to feel like I'm here for a reason. I got another chance for a reason. Now, what you going to do with that opportunity? Mm-hmm. But please don't ever walk around again thinking that you owe somebody an apology for the fact that you happen to be in a situation where your entire life was on the line. We care about you, my guy. Exactly. We love you, dog. 100%. Thank Wholeheartedly. Thank you. I'm telling you right now. If you allow yourself to die, I'm going to fuck you up when I die and I see you. <laughs> don't try to hug me. We try to, yo, back bro, for you. <laughs> you fuck around. Yo, I'm telling you, as soon as I see you, bro, I'm, I'm not, I'm telling you. They're going to be like, your grandmother's waiting for you. Cool, but I got to go fuck Romeo up first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got you. All right, my nah, man. Nah, you good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real, for real? Yeah. Yo, and how, so Epi, you got an EpiPen now? I do. These shit's, you good? Yeah. You can only use them once? Yeah. 
Six hundred fucking dollars. They only get one use out of them. It's six hundred dollars if you don't have insurance and you get one time use. Hey, was it worth it? Was that shit good? Let me work. Bro, I didn't even. I, I couldn't even really get to taste it. I didn't even get to taste it. Fam, <laughs> if you in a situation where you going down anyway, I would eat all the seafood. The way it tastes to me is literally like if I'm eating like battery acid. Oh, so you can't even enjoy. There's I don't know. Enjoy. There's no flavor to it. Oh, it's okay. like as soon right. as I put it in my tongue, it's like burning sensation. Who's next? Yeah. All right, I'm quick. Alive. I'm gonna get a quote of the week. Romeo is alive. Katie is a liar. We're going to talk about that next week. Don't think I forgot. Don't worry about it. We got a lot to get to. Quote of the week, though, comes from Black Billions Club on Instagram. Before sex, you help each other get naked. After sex, you only dress yourself. Moral of the story, in life, no one helps you once you are fucked. Do with that what you will. Y'all know what time it is. If you listen to me, if you love me, I love you. I want to thank y'all for being here in a moment. It's been great. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Until next time. Romeo. (laughs) Next week, bitches. Matter of fact, we got a DM I ain't get to on in a moment yet of a woman saying, yep, I got a homegirl that was dick fished. Want to tell you all about it. She said on the topic of dick fishing, a while ago, my sister-in-law was talking to a dude out of the state. They started texting and talking about hooking up. He, for some reason, took a pic of his ding-dong, compared it to a beer bottle. She drove over 600 miles to meet him. When she came back, she explained how she was fooled. Instead of a normal 12-ounce beer bottle, he compared his ding-along to an 8-ounce beer bottle. Poor girl never mentioned him again. Shout out to our listener who sent this. Apologies to your friend. What you experience. My point in this is there's a ton of men who think that their schlong or ding dong is a lot bigger than it actually is. They tell themselves yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They have to get exactly. by. Having a million dollars is a ton of money until you come across someone who has a billion. Right now, it's time for a moment uh, exclusive. Check.